0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production, available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Guys, the NBA playoffs are here. They're just starting to heat up, and Podcast One Sportsnet is taking you courtside with the best podcasts in the game. Get slam-dunk coverage from the best in the biz like Dan Patrick and Rich Eisen, as well as Danny LaRue on Real GM Radio. Then turn over for some laughs. With the big guy, Shaquille O'Neal on the big podcast. Hit the buzzer and download new episodes of these shows and more every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One Sports Net. The April 23rd pre-draft edition of the PFF forecast. We're going to talk a little bit about the Chiefs reworking their pass rush. Some draft props. We're going to do a quick top 10 mock. Very serious. And then we're going to do a season review slash preview for the hometown Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. Let's rock. Okay, uh, Frank Clark, he's on the market. So we've heard uh, the, the Seahawks. Clark-It. Nope, not going to give you that one. The Seahawks spent all this money on Russell Wilson, and of course. Domino that falls immediately after, and the reason that he'll be criticized if they manage to stumble to an unsuccessful season next year is that they can't pay all of these other players. So Frank Clark is the next guy, and the rumor is that he might garner a first round pick, and that a team that might be interested in said Frank Clark for a first round pick deal are your Kansas City Chiefs. Can I get? How that makes you feel?
1: Yeah, we have a draft show on Thursday night. I was told that unlike when the Chiefs drafted Derek Nottie, I can't yell an expletive uh, when the Chiefs make a decision that I don't agree with. Um, this would be a tough one. I looked at Frank Clark's war the other day. Um, not terrible, um, but he is not. He has not lived up even to the average rookie deal war of the 29th overall pick to this point. He's obviously got all the issues the Chiefs have struggled with over the last few years, which is Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, which is like Marcus Peters drafting character issue, guys. Like I think, I I don't want to, I wouldn't want the Chiefs to touch him with a 40-foot pole no matter how good he is. Ooh, 40-foot. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's where I draw the line. 45. The Grinch is like 37.5
0: or 39.5. Here is, uh, so first off, I managed to not go expletive-laden response to my Niners pick last year, mm-hmm. despite my love stronger man than me. despite my love for Derwin James that continues to burn strongly. The Chiefs are interesting because they. a lot of people right now presume their pass rush is going to regress a lot because of Houston and Ford. And their defense was so bad last year that everyone sort of puts those two things together and says, oh, the Chiefs defense can only go down. Here's the interesting thing. Their coverage was so bad mm-hmm. and coverage is not a stable thing. If their coverage simply goes back to low 20s, it doesn't matter if their pass rush regresses. Their overall defense will improve if that defense just goes from, you know, bottom 5 to I don't know, 20th,
1: all of a sudden that is a Super Bowl contending team without a doubt. Yeah, they are I mean, the thing the thing that's nice is that that's why also the 29th pick is the thing that's going well for the Chiefs right now is the fact that the DeAndre Bakers, the Greedy Williams, the Byron Murphys, the Rocky Sins, they're all falling to where the Chiefs are more than likely going to get an opportunity at having one of those good cornerbacks at 29. Sure. And or a small trade up to you know the twenty five or something like that, but like it's setting up perfectly for them because right those na- guys will be there. Yeah, because right now they that's what they need. They have Kendall Fuller who's a good inside outside player, but after that there's a ton of question marks with Brashad Breland and Charverius Ward. And here's the here's the kicker. We're going to talk about this with the Bengals too because their defense Harrison was Bucker. terrible last year. Is the Chiefs face the twenty 21- one? 21st most difficult schedule of opposing offenses this year which means they don't even have to get fundamentally better they they will have a better outcome defensively because their schedule is better and that we're going to see that with the Bengals too so as you said I think like regression is in store you take that you add the best quarterback in the NFL with one of the best offensive coordinators and you have a chance that's a great point so reg-
0: the thing is I with a team like the Chiefs, I never worry about the regular season. Yeah. I just think about the playoffs. I think about that impending New England matchup where if they can just if they can just put together any sort of coverage, if they get me out there, yeah. when, when a team motions random white slot receiver into the slot every single third down for 14 consecutive third downs and converts every time, yep. they'll be able to stop one of those. They win that game. We're going to move on to draft props. So our favorite draft prop, the prop that I am significantly invested in, is one that you can't really find out there anymore, and that's Kyler Murray going either at number one or to the Arizona Cardinals, or both, or both. When that came out, the uh, the Cardinals taking Kyler Murray, I believe, was plus five hundred. Yep, we got that. Abs all in <laughs> to the limit. And then him going number one overall was, I think, plus 350, somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, Uh, I think plus 300 was the one that we ended up settling on, but it's still a substantial value there. All in on both.
0: And then there was also, I think they even offered him going in the top nine or something like that, or top seven, which, again, uh, we we went all in on. Now he's about minus 1,000 if you can even find him for either one of those. So none of those are on our draft prop list, but you are a degenerate SOB not going to make Stopsky edit anything out and so you can't help yourself so you found some others so let's start with this one. First defensive back drafted Greedy Williams plus 105 Byron Murphy plus 245 DeAndre Baker plus 490 Nasir Adderley from Delaware plus 850 the field is plus 400 your thoughts
1: yeah and this and these you know could have changed within the next, last day or so but um, directionally correct what i like here i like the field frankly because i think Rocky sin is somebody who, is, you know there might be a team that likes him specifically um and there was there was chatter yesterday about a safety right so uh you know the uh darnell savage right who, sure. who blew up at the senior bowl had a really good 40 time he's not even on this list and like if a team decides they need a safety first right it might not be this nasir hmm. Adder- adderly it could be uh, you know, the the aforementioned. So, like, for me, you know, none of these are great. Like mean, Greedy Williams at plus 105 isn't a great bet. But, like, none of these are great bets to me except for, I, yeah, I think the field because it's it's just a good possibility.
0: To me, the only reason that I think Greedy Williams is, a lo- is locked in at going first out of this group is because NFL teams are so devoted to taking guys that are fast. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be the person that we would take. I don't think anyone in the building here would would say that's a clear cut he yep. is the best guy but I do think that that he goes first but plus 105 isn't great yep. so I can
1: get on board with you there what about the uh the team to pick Dwayne Haskins Dwayne so the Giants are plus 210 the Raiders are plus 260 Dolphins plus 850 that kind of like that the Broncos plus 890 and the Redskins at plus 900 the field is plus 175 so the field is actually theoretically more likely uh, than the, the five so aforementioned teams. What do you think? So the, my question is, okay, what...
0: So looking at the teams here, let's try and rule them out. Okay? So you've got the Giants. We've heard they like Daniel Jones. Okay, so say they go Daniel Jones. The Raiders, they could easily go no QB. We'll talk about them in a second. The Dolphins... The I just Broncos don't see it man. And the Redskins are all interesting. We hear Drew Lock the Broncos a lot because John Elway. Yeah. But it would be strange if Dwayne Haskins falls. The Dolphins and the Redskins are sitting there. Why would they not
1: just pull the trigger? I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't So the the thing that makes me want to at least sprinkle a little bit on Dolphins plus 850 is that I don't see it happening. And so, oftentimes, you get surprised by these things. And for the Dolphins, they're clearly in in a tank. They have, you know, the Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, bridge to nowhere, and like I don't think that they were expecting Haskins to fall this far no. when they made all those decisions. Do you just, you know, bump it up a year and do? And you're looking at. Like if you're a Dolphins team right now and you're in a multiple year rebuilding process, and you look at the Arizona Cardinals, probably willing to move on from Josh Rosen just one year into his rookie deal, aren't you more empowered to take a chance on a uh, on a quarterback before sure. you are really ready? Because you know that like there's not there's not going to be this public outcry if you take Haskins and then you cup bait on him like one year in. I, I think I would I like the Dolphins. I think it would also put.
0: If I'm putting a small bet I'm putting a small bet On the Dolphins And the Redskins Yeah I like both those If you think about the field Real quick What's one team That you think Might uh, snatch him
1: Uh, Well the Bengals Aren't on here Bengals I, are interesting I think the hometown Bengals w- Might might it, he, he might be enticing To the hometown Bengals He's very Dalton like In some of like his comps Let me give you A, a sneaky one here The Jags Okay
0: Yeah I, I think that the Jags Are an interesting team In that Sometimes they're super forward-thinking, and sometimes they're not. And um, they could be super forward-thinking
1: here and say, "Look, we're at seven, and why not?" There's a lot of smart people on the Jaguars, but there's a there's oftentimes there's interactions that don't make sense, right? There's a lot of decisions that don't always seem like they're the constant theme. Okay, Redskins, Dolphins, Dwayne Haskins, welcome. Draft position
0: four, our favorite. Our number one guy, Josh Jacobs, the over 24.5 is minus 265. Under 24.5 is plus 190. I'm just going to say this right now. He is going
1: in the top 24. There is no doubt about it. Lock it up. I, I honestly, like... You know, last last year, I think both of us being a part of this process for the first time, we're very surprised at some of the things teams did. We were optimistic. I will not be surprised. Uh, so, so what are the where are some of the teams here? The, the Houston the key, the key is that it's twenty four and a half, right? Because because twenty four is Oakland. That's their first, or their second first round yes. pick. They need a running back. They do. Houston, even though Lamar Miller had a bounce back year last year need a running back yep they're at 23 the ravens right like i know they got ingram i know that they got desperately uh, need one they they you know they the Falcons need a running back um even the pittsburgh steelers who the just Packers. lost Le'Veon bell at 20 tight now that i look at it it's, so many teams uh, that need a running there's, back there's Don't the probability that none of these teams are going to make a silly decision is zero the seahawks be. are at at 21. They just got... I mean, they filled it. Sorry. And then here's the other one that I put... <laughs> don't, don't... Now Now that you say that, this is the all Seahawks. In, so. Welcome to Seahawks. And a team that doesn't have a first-round pick, it might want to trade up Can you the met? Chicago Bears. Um. So, and then the companion bet, I think, which is the number of running backs selected in the first round, over one, under one. Over one is plus 200. Interesting. Which, to me was very similar to the over five quarterback prop last year where you Mm -hmm. sort of and it it ended up being a sweat but you knew that there were going to be there was a great chance there was going to be five quarterbacks taken and then the question was for the plus 180 was last year with the over six quarterbacks you get kind of a free roll right Mm -hmm. like we like what are the odds that there are no running backs taken in the first round given the current state of the nfl sadly so low so like you're you're basically free rolling plus 200 here sure. right because there's the likelihood that you're going to go under one is is not very high so right. i like the bet for the over there again we're betting on the irrationality of some of the folks david montgomery miles sanders you never know this is, mean, is one david that montgomery has moved a little sir. bit but montez sweat over seven and a half draft position when i put it in the notes it was minus 375 it's now minus 400 on uh, you know, uh, current a book that we used to have, um, and book that uh, we used to know, yeah. <laughs> and and under seven and a half is plus two sixty five. A lot of issues with the the heart condition and just the overall question of does his athletic ability match his football uh, uh, potential production? Like, yeah, I really do like the Montez Sweat over seven and a half uh, there, especially because we I think are still underestimating a run on quarterbacks in the top eight picks. We. Just we saw, out a guy like yeah. Him. The tough thing about this is that he does play a position that
0: generally I think is overvalued, um, despite still being valuable. But we saw what happened to Maurice Hurst. Yep. With the question, the the tough thing is for teams in the top seven. That pick is so vital; they just have to have him on the field. The
1: thing that they can't have is some guy not being on the field. They've they've got to make that happen. Yeah. Let's jump ahead here to Drew Locke. So the last one we'll do, Drew Locke draft position. Over ten and a half is plus one thirty, under ten and a half is minus one sixty. As you said with the Josh Jacobs pick, this is really the the fulcrum, right? Is the ten where where Denver Broncos currently sit? You know, the question that I have now is that with Daniel Jones in the mix at six, mm-hmm. does that push? Does do, is Haskins suddenly in play for Denver? Does that push lock back? I don't know. I I don't this is this is a good I think this is a good line and I think that the odds are a solid are put. Yeah. Here's my thought with this.
0: You there have been things written about our good buddy Drew Locke comparing him to Pat Mahomes, comparing him to Brett Favre. If one team believes this, they're gonna say, Oh, you know what the Chiefs did last year? They went up or two years ago they went up, they got their guy. Changed the organization. So I could easily see Him going in the top 10, not necessarily to a team that's in the top 10, but a team like the Dolphins, a team like the Redskins. Um, Maybe the Giants sit there and say, look, secretly all along, this has been our guy. And they package 17 and something else to move up. Um, A team like the Titans, for example, who I know people will get angry about. But, hey, look, you never know. know. I
1: mean, Mariota is far from a sure thing. Absolutely. So I think... I think I would I would go with the under 10. All right, should we start our let's top 10 mock draft for 2019, the PFF forecast mock draft. We've done a lot of research here to to come up with the most analytically sound So let's how about you take the odd picks cuz I know you want number 1 really badly. Interesting. And I'll take the even picks. Okay. And
0: uh, it's interesting that you that you think I want the odd ones really badly. All right, with the first pick in the 2019 NFL draft the Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray Oklahoma
1: okay Um, you got a problem with that I don't have a problem with that I I very much I very much like that Um, I think the 49ers try their hardest to trade number two Mm -hmm. uh, because that's the smart thing to do Um, however they do not they are not able to find a suitor and end up taking Nick Bosa, Edge, Ohio State. Excellent. Um, by the way, is this the draft that we would make? No, no. I, I, I wanted pick four specifically. So we're predicting. Yeah, yeah. So we're predicting. All right. The Jets are going to take. This is a tough one. Um, I think they take Quinton Williams. Right, so the Jets are interesting because the real need is at edge right because right. they have Leonard Williams on the interior, but now the Jets for a decade basically had this problem where they have no edge players and all interior players, so I think they desperately try to trade out of this pick, but yes. okay at pick number four, I the Oakland Raiders, am going to take dwayne haskins that's the wrong pick. Josh Jacob's still on the board I know, but when to me, I think this is the th- I think this is the I think this is the the best kept secret in the entire draft. I do think the Raiders go with dwayne haskins here interesting you, so have they just been throwing do you think they also tried to trade up? Yes, but I think that they're I think that they're in a position where they didn't try that hard to trade up because I don't think that Dwayne Haskins is a drop off of Murray, but I don't think it's two first round picks of a drop off given the uncertainty interesting all right um the Bucks,
0: <laughs> Josh Jacobs, Buccaneers.
1: <laughs> can't well, I can't say it with straight. Did days. you see our friend Evan Silva, the great Evan Silva, on mm-hmm. Twitter talked about uh, Miles Sanders going to Tampa in the second round and said Tampa Bay is going to be a perfect spot for a rookie running back because of the offensive. Sure. line. you know. The funniest thing is, I think Jacobs will have success there. Oh, I sure will. And and it'll and as Ian Rappaport said when Saquon Barkley won rookie of the year, Vindicated. it'll vindicate a decision that was much maligned. Yep. All right, at 6, I think the the New York Giants will take Daniel Jones. I do think that that's real. I do think it's hilarious. It's the second Duke quarterback that will be a starting quarterback for the Giants after Dave Brown in 94, and both of them were 17
0: I'm torn here on the Jaguars, but I think
1: ultimately they probably go with TJ Hawkinson. Right. Our our friend Steve Palazzolo on Twitter said that he likes Hawk. He does not like him in the top ten. Our friend Mike Renner said he would never take a tight end in the first round given the hit rate. Yes. I would never do this. Yeah. I think that I think that Nick Foles, you know, I the, the, the narrative is going to be that Nick Foles had a ton of success during the Zach Ertz and, and Dallas Goddard and that this is the missing piece. I could see them going uh, wide receiver, though. Mm-hmm. I just don't think a wide receiver garner like I do think that Hawkinson's value above any tight end in the draft is bigger then, than Metcalf's value over any other wide receiver. I agree. So, okay, at eight, the Detroit Lions select Devin White, linebacker LSU. I actually think that's a really good pick. Yeah, I mean they need corners, but I don't know if. I don't know if the value at eight. I think they could try to trade back. They're a smart, you know, they have they have some smart components to them, um, but uh, at eight, uh, I don't think that they um, I don't think that they find value there at corner. They do need one though, and there's been a lot of a lot of talk about the the two Devons, right at
0: linebacker. I think mm-hmm. Mike wrote a pretty good piece about it, but Devin White provides the ability to cover. Lot, well, and but. if
1: you look pick eight last year was roquan smith right of georgia mm-hmm. and in the like the chicago bears went from being a a decent defense to an elite defense detroit's in that same division sort of they try to get anthony i think they try to get anthony barr right that defense is pretty good up front they got a slot corner in justin coleman they have a pretty good corner in darius slay so maybe you round out that defense with a really good coverage linebacker uh, and you get a lot better there um so you know uh, not a terrible pick I don't think all right uh, I think that the Buffalo Bills should go
0: corner but I think they will go tackle and I think they take Jonah Williams
1: good I you know Jonah's a Thanks. Jonah's a good prospect um, and you know Buffalo they got rid of Cordy Glenn going into last year they need they need a they, they need some reinforcements there um, they got Ty and Secchi but he's kind of a you know, a uh, uh, swing guy. All right, at 10, I do think the Denver Broncos select Our Drew boy. Locke
0: of Missouri. I agree. I think that makes uh, perfect sense for the Denver Broncos. At 11, the Cincinnati Bengals, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Bengals here, A, a basically a nightmare season for them mm-hmm. last year, going 6-10, and 10, which is funny to think about because they won six games with, you know, Jeff Driscoll. They had no A.J. Green. It's a nice, it's a nice litmus test for like how bad you can be and still win games in the NFL. The Bengals managed to do that, and I think this year they're certainly going to fly under the radar without a doubt. And if they can stay healthy, you know, six wins shouldn't be that big of a deal. Which is why I actually we brought this up at yep. the uh, last week. I think they're a great candidate to go over. Uh, their current number, which is six, right?
1: Yeah, last season pre-draft we wrote up or that we liked they're over five and a half. That moved substantially, so they ended up going under their closing line, but right. over the five and a half we had for them. You know, they started four and one, and they were ahead of Pittsburgh at home right. in that rain-soaked game. And Antonio Brown caught a pass, probably aided by offensive pass interference. They were a play away from being five and one, with basically uh, a game and a half over anybody else in that division. Yep. Uh, and then faded because you know Dalton got hurt. Um, we had them in four games. We faded them plus six or minus six and a half against the Dolphins. Dolphins have a seventeen nothing lead in that game. End up not even covering six six and a half at that
0: point you had to think the Bengals were yeah. playoff bound i mean that was ridiculous
1: they we faded them in that pittsburgh game plus uh, pittsburgh was plus two we got a win there we faded them at cleveland uh, the thanksgiving weekend that was a win cleveland blew them out and then we took the over when they placed lac with driscoll and that game did not go over because of a couple missed two-point conversions so we were two and two picking their games probably should have been four and no oh. it was a strange season for them interestingly though Uh, What I thought was the most underrated thing for the Bengals this season was an emergence of Tyler Boyd. Yep. He was worth over a win above replacement. He was the second most valuable player on the Bengals. And when you couple that with AJ Green, right? Green's been, since 2011, when he was drafted, Green has been the third most valuable receiver in the NFL, behind it, by by a mile, but behind Antonio Brown, behind Julio Jones, just ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, who he had a, a basically two year head start on. Um, When you look at that offense, like Dalton played pretty well last year. Uh, Joe Mixon has some versatility. Mm -hmm. Uh, Green, Boyd on the outside, Dalton playing well. Defensively, they were terrible last year, but they get a better schedule. They have William Jackson, who's an elite corner, Geno Atkins, uh, Carlos Dunlap, Jesse Bates replacing George Iloka last year. I think that they have potential, and and it's not so much I'm betting on their over as much as I'm betting on fading the three other teams in that division and the Bengals picking up a win or two uh, that we don't expect them to. I checked the number. It's six. I
0: love the over six for them. For the reasons you mentioned, also William Jackson is fantastic. Had a down year last year, so flying a bit under the radar. One of the cool things about Boyd and Green was – how frequently they switched So mm-hmm. Boyd thought of as the slot guy A.J. Green I believe had a perfect pass rating Out of the slot last year It was yep.
1: ridiculous Before getting hurt Before getting a hurt Common theme for him but. but
0: when those guys switched So when they would put Green in the slot And they would put Boyd out wide I believe Dalton had a 140 plus pass rating It was they were really uniquely yep. gifted in that way Which is versatility is an underrated aspect Of being good on offense in the NFL To me this pick at 11 is advantageous because if a quarterback falls, you could have a team trading up. But it's a it's a pick that's back far enough that you're able to take a really good player that might be falling under the radar. I look at a Dalton Reisner. Who knows if he if they have the same opinion that that we do of him, yeah. but we saw how much Andy Dalton struggled when he didn't have enough clean pockets. Last year it got a little bit better, but the story with Dalton is Give him a clean pocket. He can be a top 12 quarterback. He was last year. He was sixth in grade from a clean pocket last year. So I like them going tackle. I think probably if Devin White falls, they consider that. They could also go corner. Um, But to me, a tackle makes a ton of sense. Yeah,
1: he's in the top 15 in both negatively graded throw rate and positively graded throw rate last season, second in basically our like percentage of throws that we call accurate plus, which again, like when you're talking about receivers like A.J. Green, who... You know, kind of poor poor man's Randy Moss in the sense Mm -hmm. that he can make contested catches and things like that. You got Boyd, Tyler Eifert, who is really a catalyst for how the last time their offense was really good. You know, returns for them. That pick eleven is in a sweet spot where you can get one of those secondary premium positions like tackle and no one's going to bat an eyelash at you, right? No right. one's going to say, you know, you really should have traded back. You really should have done this. And there's going to be a ton of guys. There. There's going to be the Williams. There's going to be the Dillards. There's going to be the Reisners, all there. So whomever they like there will really come in and supplement that offense. Here's one sneaky thing I like. Bring in Zach Taylor. What are the things
0: that the Rams did for Jared Goff? They said, look, we're going to give you open throws. Yep. We're going to we're, we're gonna We're going to give you a throw. You've got to make it. Yeah. It might not be the easiest throw, but we're going to give it to you. Yeah. And that is, to me, the sit- setup that Dalton can thrive in. He may not be able to create things when, when stuff is kind of crumbling upon him yep. but I, I feel like you can get a lot out of him if you do that 44% of his throws last year were to guys with two or more steps of separation that's almost 10% below the league average so uh, to Move me that, that number increases bit. he's been accurate to guys that are open which is a stable the Rams
1: matchup. offense also granted they had good offensive linemen but they also had offensive linemen that no one had really liked prior so like John sure. Sullivan was coming off of a, an injury plagued sort of career uh, Roger Saffold Uh, Players like that, you know, that they made that offensive line look really good. Bengals' offensive line a little weaker, but maybe they can be, they can look better as a result of this scheme. The thing I like the most about the Bengals, though, is again, last season they were terrible defensively, right? They were 30th in total defense EPA, 28th against the pass, 31st against the run, got a new defensive coordinator. I don't think that that necessarily matters as much as the fact that. What goes around comes around in the NFL. They have the 23rd toughest schedule in terms of PFF ELO, 26th of opposing offenses, and 23rd of opposing defenses. They're just going to face an easier slate yep. than they had a season ago, and that, to me, is going to, is going to propel them, even if they're the same fundamentally as they were last year. That was a team that started out 5-2, and two, right? So if they're even the same fundamentally, I think, that they, I think that they breathe and they get to seven wins. Yeah, you didn't seem as
0: amped. When I said I like the Bengals over, it But I looked into you look into now, it. Now yeah. I think this. You know, you were heavy on Tampa Bay. I love the Tampa Bay over to me since he is also a pretty obvious one. Yep. And it will be interesting to see what they do on Thursday because they could even go, they could go offense again, right? They could just
1: say, "Hey, John Ross, God help us," you yeah. know. But um, there's enough. Good receivers in the second round, right? That, I agree that they personally. can like go ahead and, and do that. Too. But you you could see them moving in a lot of, of different ways. Um, quarterback. What if what if T.J. Hawkinson falls to them at eleven, right? And they and you look and say, okay, Iford has struggled playing the full time tight end role. But if you have sort of more of a every down tight end and sure. and then you have two receivers and then Eifert pop, possibly in the slot in that second tight end position, that could also enhance their offense, especially when you look at. You know the, the way that Taylor's Rams, you know, sort of they played a lot of eleven, but later in the season they played a lot of twelve. You know, the, I think that the scheme is flexible enough to incorporate that. Absolutely, no fullbacks on this list, which is a little sad because I think they could uh, use yep. the toughness, and they know. could use a corner, right? I mean, uh, you know, William Jackson over the last two years is a top ten corner in terms of WAR. He's a, among players like Chris Harris, Darius Slay, Marshawn Lattimore, and so on. They have they got Darquist Denard back in the slot. They have two good safeties in Sean Williams and Jesse Bates. But that second that Drake or Patrick spot has been a troublesome spot for them for years. Obviously injuries are a thing as well. So if Greedy Williams or DeAndre Baker, Byron Murphy, David Long, Rakusen, you know, possibly trade back candidates. Frankly, if you could trade back into the twenties with a if if Drew Locke were to fall to eleven, for example, that's why Broncos I like their spot.
0: Them. I mean, you don't. I would take cornerback for half these teams because that 's really what their need is don 't get me started on on the team at two who desperately <laughs> needs someone to cover anybody but hey. Okay. Um, all right that 's it for this show we 're going to be back either Thursday night yep. probably early Friday morning because of how late the first round usually goes and we 'll give you a little debrief on the first round we 'll hate probably eighty five percent of the picks, which is what you come to this podcast for. Need some mean tweets, so got to gotta double down on that. In the meantime, head to ProfoBallFolks.com. There's still time to get yourself a PFF draft guide so you can follow along. We'll be live with you guys, I believe, on YouTube. Um, Chris Collinsworth will be there. Uh, Eric and I will be there. And our good buddy, Mike Renner, the Bachelor at Contestant, will be handing out roses. So we'll see you guys. Peace.